This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It's Pete the Retailer. I'm Alex Robinson. We just wanted to let you know that we are dropping an episode of our Mandalorian coverage, which we call The Mandalorian, dropping that here in the main feed. But the rest of the season and the previous season um, can all be found on our Patreon page. But at any level, if you support us, um, you know, for a dollar, two dollars, hundred dollars, whatever you want, um, that you can, um, you, you'll get access to our, our weekly coverage of the Mandalorian episodes every Saturday. Go to starwarsminute.com slash Patreon, become a Patreon for as little as one dollar a month, and you'll get access to our Mandalorian reviews. Check yes. it out. And here, right now, you'll have access to our first episode of the new season of Mandalorian, Mandalorian. reviews. Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Here you go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Mandalorian. It's the periodic podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate The Mandalorian, the Disney streaming show, one minute at a time. I'm Alex Robinson, not one minute at a time, one episode at a time. I'm Alex yeah, I'm don't, still don't get Alex your hopes Robinson. Up. He is Alex Robinson. I'm Pete Three Taylor. <clears throat> and it's the debut of season three. I guess it would be episode seven. What is it? 17? Yeah. Did they call them chapters? No, that was just chapters. the book of Boba Fett. Right? Chapter. This is like, I don't know. This is number 17. Okay. You know what I mean. Mm. And um, yeah, I guess we'll just, this is where we go through. Beat by beat. I forget how we do this. The apostate. 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 Yes. Apostate. 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 Um, What's the yeah, stat? This... <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Before we even get to the, the action... We have a we have an, a slightly different version of the little Star Wars brand logo, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, a first of all, we get sound over it. We get the sound of the armorer doing their thing. Yeah, but also instead of the, I feel like I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've watched. Um, Long time. I guess it's, it's been a couple of weeks <laughs> since the end of Andor, and I've watched some new um, Disney Star Wars content on Disney Plus. But I remember it. Going through all the faces, and then going into a more kind of chromey looking logo. Uh-huh. But this looks like it went through some some robot faces and stuff like that, and then went into the classic yellow outline in space, kind of mm. almost. Retro. Could be wrong. Although it's not stacked, 
one on top of the other, it's it's side by side. Right. So star, the star R and star bumps into the W and wars in a in an awkward way. But still, I liked it. I'm hoping they'll eventually go back to the classic when you have a Star Wars logo with the title of the project in between the star and the wars, like Empire mm, Strikes right. Back and like our logo, Jedi. Minute Star Wars Minute. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, people should be more like us, like the um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so we open up on what see what a uh, a uh, young boy is uh, seemingly being uh, indoctrinated into the world of the the cult of Mandalorians. Yeah, um, what, what is his, what's his name Ragnar or something like that? The kid? Yeah. I don't know. I thought this I, I thought this whole thing was a flashback to Dinjarin getting his. Yeah, we're not sure about the timeline at first. Is is the profanity Dan Jerick? His name is Dank Dan Far. What is it? Dank Ferrick? Dank Ferrick. Dank. And his name is Dan Jaren. Din Jaren. Din Jaren. Okay. Din Jaren Dank Ferrick. Ragnar is this boy. Okay. A human male child who in or after 9 ABY was inducted into the Mandalorian cult, the Children of the Watch, by now, a woman known as the Armorer. I could be crazy, but you could. Didn't, I, I may be right. You may be right. I may be crazy. Do. <clears throat> Didn't the last time we saw the Mandalorians, weren't they all wiped out? Wasn't there just a pile of empty helmets and the armor being like, well, it's just me and John Favreau now. So you're uh, you have to fight for the sword. Wasn't there? Wasn't that a whole thing? Where did all these new Mandalorians come from? Um, now, I, well, I think she was kind of getting the band together. You know, like, didn't they say something about uh, granted? We should have probably done the little like rewatch, you know, freshen ourselves up on this, but. I think the idea when they were done was like, yeah, I'm going to go get everybody that I can together. And the, the flying guy, which is Vizsla, Paz Vizsla. Yeah, John Favreau. <clears throat> and a couple of other guys, were, they were like, all right, we're going to get all the Mandalorians. Well, all the children of the Watch. or We're, we're going to get all of, our, all of our cult members that we can find together. And we're going to get we're going to Yeah, I guess we should differentiate yeah, the children not, of the Watch from. Not Orthodox. I mean, they're, they're like ultra Orthodox. I don't know. They're their own cult. <laughs> yeah. Here's something interesting, though. Oh, finally. I, I just looked it up. Um, you know, the, it is Ragnar. Okay. Uh, Ragnar is the boy here. And um, how? I'm trying to see if this, does this make sense? Um, Ragnar was played by Wesley Kimmel, who also was Wesley. the, um, I think it looks like. Uh, he played the the uh, Tuscan boy okay. in Book of Boba Fett. Okay. And I don't know if we saw specifically the... Did we see him get killed in that? No, we saw that a bunch of Tuscans were killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was unclear because remember I, we, you, were, you thought Tuscan princess was going to come back. I so should some, have really. Some of them must have survived. So right. So is it possible that that Ragnar was the Tuscan child who survived, and then he delivered them to no the cult, the Tuscans, Night Watch? Tuscans do not have human features underneath that. Wrapping. All of them? Do we know? Well, I guess it's possible to get a couple of a couple of hop-ons in there. All right. Well, <clears throat> uh, since it's the same actor, I'm head cannoning that this is well. But also, the timing doesn't work because I don't know. That kid was a kid when Boba Fett was in the Sarlacc pit, which was 10 years ago now. 
Well, I know this is this uh, this episode takes place around nine, right? ABY, according to this, right? Which would be six years up? after the events of, which would no, which would be uh, eight years after the events of Return of the Jedi. No, isn't Return of the eight, isn't the Battle of Yavin? Was it three, four? Yeah, all right. So, Battle of Yavin, um, I think, is is the is is the Battle of Yavin, obviously zero BBY, but the Return, Repu- of, the Return of the Jedi is in four BB, four ABY, <clears throat> and we are now nine ABY. So the kid would right, be so at least five, five years. years older. Then. All right, all right. It's a stretch, but it's not impossible. I mean, it's possible Maybe. that you know he lives in a desert. He might not be getting the best nutrition out there, so he might just be a short, yeah. short person. You know. Like the way people in olden times were shorter because they didn't have right. access to vitamins mm. and minerals. Let's say yes. Let's say yes. It's the same. I mean, kid. you know, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna headcanon that until it's uh, proven otherwise. I know all the uh, yeah hardcore people might be rolling their eyes, but <clears throat> that's rolling okay. Their... I can't see you. It's a podcast. <laughs> um, well, let's say Boba Fett. Me. Let's say Boba Fett found the Tuscan boy and said, oh, "You can't live out here in the desert. And I can't take care of you. I'm too busy." raising these teenagers mm-hmm. and then you'd go drop them off with Boba Fett thinking that the, the Night Watch could take care of them. I mean with with uh, Din Djarin the Mandalorian the titular yeah, yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah right. Or he yeah. thought that was the titular <clears throat> Mandalorian but because Mandalorians all look the same too. He can't tell. Right. He can't tell one from the other. Um, yeah so I think the, the, he found his way over there. <clears throat> Maybe he like you know hung around we get we, and we're missing out on it. We got like a um could have like a little, uh, you know, Mr. Mom, Daddy Daycare kind of thing where it's like Boba Fett's trying to run a crime empire, but he's got this like this boy hanging out with him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a little get a little, you know, 80s kind of comedy out of that. Doesn't work out. So then at the end, he calls up his friend to come pick him up and take him to to drop him off with the he's like, hey, I got a foundling here. You can't you can't have it not work out. <laughs> That would be too. People would be like, yeah, I guess that's not an '80s comedy if it doesn't work out. That's an '80s kind of tragedy. <laughs> it made the father realize how important business was and how he had to prioritize yeah. business over family. Yeah, really. It goes from <laughs> Mr. Mom to like Kramer versus Kramer or something. <clears throat> um, speaking of television shows, uh, hmm. which we were not. Um, well, I mean, we are in the grand scheme yeah, of that's things. True. They keep mentioning the creed. The creed says you couldn't take off your helmet, all that stuff. Um, I, this is the first time ever that I associated it with Creed from The Office, the character oh, okay. Creed. And now I'm. it's a lot funnier if you imagine Creed being the one who started this whole Mandalorian cult mm. coming up with these rules. Like, never never take your helmet off. You know, right. All these, all these weird things. So uh, rewatch it in that context and uh, nice. it's, it's, it's 20% improved. I thought you were going to suggest that as something to do with Apollo Creed, who's Grief Cargo. Mm. <clears throat> oh, that's He's weird. That's responsible true. for it, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, backing up a couple of steps now. So we, we, we still got the Mandalorian uh, armorer. We haven't even gotten to the title yet. I love it. Yeah. Mandalorian armorer is doing, doing her thing. <clears throat> and we get that, that cool sound over the Star Wars logo and over the intro. And we see her kind of going through the process of it. Then we get, I, I wrote sci-fi spray paint. Cause it's like, it gets to a certain point and then she just kind of paints it with what <laughs> looks like a, like they try to make it look kind of sci-fi, but it's still just like a can of spray paint. Yeah. And it does make her seem kind of like a like a hobbyist, like she's she's doing her Warcraft miniatures or something. She kind of is. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's doing a life size one to one scale Warcraft miniatures. <laughs> she's like the best cosplay uh, costume creator <laughs> in the galaxy, right? Um, 
and they they go out to this have this you know little very kind of religious seeming they go out to the beach and he's standing in the water and they put the helmet on his head the beach the i'm boy. surprised that the uh, the beach element seems right? a little it seems very um like uh vacation-y for such a hardened battle-hardened people mm. like you think they would be in the, in the depth of the deepest mine of the darkest tomb that well, the original I mean, they are they are a little Bratton bit on the road in. yeah or in hiding kind of yeah um but do they do you think it's the kind of thing it's like um it's like a caricature artist at like a at like a theme park or a bar mitzvah yes. or something like that they're like they're like hey um um, like the beach, <clears throat> Ragnar the Tuscan boy. What, what do you? What, what kind of things do you like? And he's like, oh, I like the beach, and I like you know basketball. And they're like, All right, well, we can't do basketball, but all right, <laughs> we'll do your we'll do your initiation at the beach. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and they get there early. The armor finds a spot to set her stuff up. Does her yeah. thing. They should have. They should have like panned to the left and right, and there were just regular beachgoers there looking at all these weirdos <laughs> right. clanking around in their armor on the. I don't beach. know. Oh. I think they're doing something. Sand must get everywhere. <laughs> yes, on the beach. <coughs> um, that'd be a good sketch of the people. The people at the beach sitting across from them. Mm-hmm. Um, a beach ball bouncing. You know, and also, I'm, I'm hoping that there's yeah harassed by seagulls. Um, <laughs> seagulls, stop it now. Um, I also want it to be kind of like a bar, more like a bar mitzvah. Where like maybe there's like a buffet or something going on too, and like there's there's all kinds of stuff that was ready to go on after. As soon as they're like, and now you are part of the tribe. It's like yay! And then they go, they have a little dance thing. Like there's like a DJ. He's like, all right, who's ready to celebrate Ragnar? Woo! You know, and they have. They have, you know, people, people are, there were like Mandalorian caterers and stuff like that. I like it. Yeah. I, I wanted to see, but unfortunately it gets interrupted by a giant crocodile. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Space crocodile. Yeah. Um, not, not a named creature. It's just kind of like, I, I forget what they, what they list him as on, on, uh, Mandalorian, uh, I mean, on w- Wikipedia, um, Mandalorianopedia. Um, I think they just call him. Let's see. Can I say some other things before the monster even shows up? Sure. Number one, um, this kid's haircut. What's up with that? This is your big ceremony day, and you show up looking like uh, like Ringo. Come on, a haircut wouldn't kill you. And plus, (laughs) you put that helmet on for the rest of your life. Why would you have long hair underneath your underneath your helmet? Well, maybe that's it. They put the helmet on, and then they, there's the Mandalorian <laughs> barber that cuts it to the. It's like a bowl cut. Every every Mandalorian has hair that just goes down to basically their jawline because right. that's where that's where I like that. <laughs> uh, okay, and it's like in their face. So when they take off their helmet, it just looks the same. It's totally in his face. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> uh, and second of all, this whole thing. So she specifically says, once you do the creed, you can never take off your helmet. Right. And I know Bill Burr kind of riffed on this a bit, but don't they all take off their helmets to eat and stuff? Is this like a sly commentary on the fact that like the Ten Commandments say thou shalt not kill. And yet we all come up with not all of us, but we all reason killing is permitted in various circumstances, even though it says thou shalt not kill. It doesn't say thou shalt not kill unless self-defense thou shalt not kill unless, you know, other things. You're really angry at them. Yeah, unless there's an army attacking, you know, there's right. it says that. So this is a similar thing where it says never take off your helmet, but it's kind of implied. Well, okay, obviously you have to eat, so take it off when you have to eat. If you're having dentistry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right, or like the thing you know with the uh, 
um, in the in the Hasidic neighborhoods in in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. If, at certain times of the year, you'll go out and there'll be string connecting uh, a bunch of like balconies, like yeah. above above like one one or two stories up, and there'll be like pieces of string connecting a bunch of balconies. Yeah, and that's like a it's like a technicality. It's like well. We're not allowed to leave the house, but if we tie a string to all these different houses, it's kind of like they're one house, so we can uh, go within see, the string. That's the kind of it. It's you know, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so yes, same same kind of idea. I think it's like, well, you're not allowed to take off your helmet, but if nobody sees you take off your helmet, then who's to say? You know what I mean? So if you're just eating on your own, you can take off your helmet. So I guess they don't it. have dentists on Mandalore then. Hmm, they have self dentistry, maybe, or droids do it. I guess. Right. Hmm. Are droids allowed to see you without your helmet on? Yes. Didn't that wasn't that covered? Didn't IG eighty eight rash didn't IG eleven rationalize that excuse? Oh, right. With, with with medical care though. Yeah. Something like that. But he was saying, like, I'm not another living person, so it doesn't right. count as a right. anyway. Right. Uh yes. Now the giant um whale sh- the wh- the alligator shows up and yes. they all start fighting it. Uh According to Wikipedia, it's it's in the um, in the summary they just call it a um, they call it a an alligator like creature, but the actual article calls it dinosaur turtle. Dinosaur turtle, yeah, I like that. I don't like um, that. It's much yeah, more like know. a crocodile I mean, than it is a thing. Other than the fact that it has a hard shell, it's not. Does it? I don't know. But. Um, <laughs> You sound mad when I say it does it. Ugh. Does it? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, the, gi- the giant monster is a time honored tradition in particularly the Mandalorian. Every sure. season has had some giant monster they have to fight. So, you know, and it, it's it's mainly there as a setup that we're like, <clears throat> what's going on? And then all of a sudden we get this attack, <coughs> and then we get an excuse for for the Mandalorian to show up with a cool intro. It's like, oh no, we're attacking this. In my mind, maybe goes on a little bit too long before he shows up. Yeah, the battle is because too it's long. just like, all right, what, what, what is this important? But then, yeah, Mandalorian. All of a sudden, it's like, boom, boom, and we look up, and Mandalorian and and Grogu show up in their N one starfighter, and it's a cool little intro for him to be like, I'm yeah. Mandalorian. Um. So you know, and that that's what. Let me say it, it was definitely a bit of a gear shift going from Andor back to Mandalorian. Andalorian. Um, yeah. Um but the um we I, I had to remember that basically this is the Mandalorian is what it's striving to be is just like playing with Star Wars toys and making cool scenes happen and stuff like that. It's not trying to be that much more than it is. I mean yeah. sometimes it it is in a different sense, and we'll we'll get to that. But the main, I think, when it's successful for us, at least, it's when like, oh, that's cool. We get to see that doing that, and there's a cool scene here. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's not, it's never really that much about kind of um, character and storytelling the way that Andor might have been. It's a different, it's a different animal altogether. It's a, it's, a, it's an alligator turtle. Um, it's an alligator turtle. Yeah. And so, so it took me a minute to kind of remember that. But once the Mandalorian and Grogu show up and it's like, me, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I remember what this show is about. Yeah, there was some, um, some uh, hubbub. Um, I don't know about hubbub. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was going around the internet that I guess John Favreau, someone asked him, like, 
and he said there's they don't have any ending in mind for the Mandalorian. There's no right. like grand overall plot that they are getting to, and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, like some people that makes were me happy. Some people <laughs> were getting, uh, you know, believe it or not, people on the internet were getting upset. What? But uh, I think that's fine. The Mandalorian does not strike me as a character who needs to have a like. In fact, well, as as we'll get to later on in this episode, once it starts getting into like bigger and bigger plot lines, I lose more and more interest. You know what right. I mean? Once yeah. it becomes an epic quest to, yeah, ugh, yeah, I we'll get there. Uh, <clears throat> we'll get there, Pop. Um, but um, so uh, what, this whole we... this whole this opening battle. One other comment I want to make. Yeah. I feel like I, I actually did a chart, a graph of it. Oh, okay. It's basically, um, the Boba Fett is one of those kind of characters where if there's one of him, he's cool, and mm. every additional Boba Fett you add, yeah, it's diminishing returns. So seeing like, this like ben. army of 501st cosplayers fighting a giant turtle snake, right? Like, Ooh, I'm, I'm sure they actually were because they do employ a lot of. I totally those guys, believe these extras. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad those people have an exciting, a good hobby they're, they're into. Yeah. And they look cool. Oh, it was great for them. Yeah. Seeing a bunch of Boba Fett's fighting this thing, it just kind of diminishes yeah. what makes him cool. <laughs> or, it's or less unique. being in another world and more being at celebration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Uh, and also this giant monster gave me a cool idea that I think they should do. And this goes along the lines of, well, actually tell me if you think this is a cool idea. Okay. If I edit it out, then it's a cool thing for us to do, you mean? That's, no, no, no. If, no. if, if anybody cool, a, deep, a direction you would okay. like to see the show do. Okay. And um, I probably have brought this up every single season. Um, okay. But I feel like it would be cool if they did non-Star Wars stand-ins for other... Like, you know this is supposed to be Spock and Kirk. Oh, right. But we can't call them that, but we're just going to come up. This is a, a captain and his first officer, and it's clearly, but, you know, so it's a way of, so, like, this big monster might as well be Godzilla is what put the idea in my head. Like, this okay. is basically right. Boba Fett's versus Godzilla. So is that right. a f- fun idea, or is that just a cornball idea? I think it's a fun oh, idea both. if it's not every episode, you know what I mean? If they mix it in with stuff, if, like, if the, you know, instead of that, <clears throat> I mean, I guess it was in a certain it was a little a little bit more removed from it but i was thinking about that my least favorite episode the village one from season one i think it was oh yeah that was terrible <laughs> um you know that essentially was the kind of um i mean maybe it wasn't kind of a, exactly a um you know seven samurai kind of a thing but it was like that that it was a trope Right, but it was done. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a one to one. Maybe ramp up, make it more one to one, and and like yeah. like recently on our on our on a couple of um, previous week in review things, we were talking about the Justice League cartoon and the one that that arc they did. We were talking about the two part thing where they basically did the Defenders, but with their yeah. characters that are, yeah. Um, and so I think that's a good idea. I think then okay. if they should have if they did that, then it should have been you know this should have been an episode. As much as I, you know, um, what should have been an episode? As much as I just said, no, the battle's going on too long here. I think, you know, Boba Fett versus Godzilla, essentially. Um, and I'm picturing again, going back to they're playing with their toys. I'm picturing it's John Favreau, who's a couple years older than me. Um, I don't know if how old he is in relation to you, neighborhood of our age, but 
So Boba Fett versus Godzilla is totally something you would do with the Shogun Warriors, Godzilla, and the exactly. and, you know little Boba Fett from yeah. from Empire Strikes Back. And so, I think yeah, do that, make that an episode. Make you know he's got a he's showing up to do something and somehow gets involved. He's got to you know they've got to defend the town from a giant monster, which I yeah. guess they kind of did. I mean, it wasn't that the one. the the Western? They did that kind of with the Wild yeah. West, uh, yeah, Cobb Vanth yeah. town. Similar thing. Most Pelgo. Um, anyway, yes, I, I think that's a good idea. My last uh, pre-credits, pre-opening title is uh, having to do with the kids with their helmets, the kid getting mm -hmm. his helmet. Um, how often do you think they upgrade the helmets? Hmm. You have growing children. You know that they can kind of burn through oh clothes yeah, so they go quickly. through shoes like nobody's business. I, so yeah, I think they should the the kids' helmets should just be like bowling shoes, where yeah, you get a temporary thing, you know, you're gonna outgrow it in you know a year or whatever. So this is just kind of like a practice helmet to have on, and then uh, once do, you once you become I do an also adult, like the idea of them them getting their full grown helmet at a young age, and they're all like all the kids are walking around like bobbleheads, where it's like just like oversized, <laughs> or you go the other way, where once you put that helmet on. That that shapes how your head grows. Oh, they, right, yeah. They put them on when they were infants. <laughs> Adult-sized bodies with these little tiny baby heads on their uh, on their bodies. Right. I like that. Uh, and second of all, as much as, you know, I have been complaining and will continue to complain throughout the show, uh, I do love, I do genuinely love Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. Like, when they pull up in their car and the thing pops open and they show up, I'm like, oh, it's like seeing old familiar friends uh, yeah. back again. So I, Yeah, uh, this know. is what I signed up for. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's because it's such a great, simple concept. Like, Boba Fett has to carry around this Baby Yoda with him. Like, right. that's, you know, like a lone wolf and cub kind of, uh, yeah. kind of thing. There's no... I think they're the strongest of the Disney era characters. I think they're hmm. the like the, the the simplest, you know, the simplest type of characters work better for Star Wars. That's a sure. scoundrel with a heart of gold. It's a it's a sassy princess. It's a hillbilly farm boy. You know, it's so anyway. Right. Um, no, I agree. <clears throat> all right. Moving on to the post credit scene. All right. Um, yeah. Then then. The titular Mandalorian goes to talk to the armorer, and she's like, "Hey, you're, you took off your helmet. You're not, you're not one of us." And he's like, yeah. "Yeah, but check it out. What if I told you that I, you know, could find Mandalore and get everybody back? You know, if I can restore." And th this is where I, I actually had to write down the dialogue, like word for word, because it really um, there's one sentence that just totally like turned me off in terms of like we don't have to have this kind of dialogue nobody talks like this even like because <clears throat> it was like you know Tol she was like oh, Tolkien's you rolling his eyes at some of these yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> George R.R. R. Martin is just like that isn't that a bit much um the the you know he was like hey, what if I if I could find Mandalore and then we could all bathe in the waters of whatever again and and uh she's like well and he was like well then by creed, the decree of exile would be lifted and I would be redeemed. And it's yeah. so like, oh, don't, don't, like, don't, who's, why are you writing that? Who's writing that? Like, stop it. Yeah. Um, just, you know, and I, I, I get what, what, one of my, hmm, it's tough because I, as much as I, 
I've said I love spending an hour in Star Wars land. I feel like a lot of this episode could have been like an opening crawl. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, you know, the uh, Din Djarin and, and Grogu are, are, you know, have, you know, are uh, on their way to do this. And now they're, they're, they've, they've decided yeah. to find their way to, you know, the ruins of Mandalore to, to, to decide if it's inhabitable, blah, blah, blah. Like, agreed. Pretty much all of this episode is just kind of, Setting up, visiting people to say like, "Hey, starting the new season. Anybody have anything that they want me to do, or or uh, <laughs> yeah. or or just you know, any? Can I borrow this thing, or that you know, yeah. that kind of a, that kind of a thing?" It's like, "Hey, starting the new season. Anybody? Anyone?" Yeah. And um, it's especially weird since I could see someone if that if they had gone that direction, saying, "Well, th- like, when did all this stuff happen? What's going on here?" Like, and then, but then they don't make any effort at all to explain why Baby Yoda is back on the show or wrap up any of the elements from the finale of last season. They just kind of, like, last time we saw, they were all holding uh, Goth Midian, Goth, Goth Moff Midian? Gideon. No, Moff Gideon. It's like Spooner. Dwarf. Yeah, so they were all holding him at Dark Sword point, and Baby Yoda had gone off with Luke. And since we were big fans of, we watched the Boba Fett and everything. But like, they don't make any effort whatsoever to. to Did you uh, skip the previously on Mandalorian? Right, but that's not the show proper. I know, I know. That's that's. I know. Uh, <clears throat> and even then, even previously on the Mandalorian, they didn't show any of the stuff about Luke and and oh, no? hmm. and Baby Yoda coming back into the because it wasn't on the Mandalorian, so they right. can't say previously the, previously on Boba Fett anyway. Um. Although on one of the other shows, I feel like they did that. They pulled in, was it on Book of Boba Fett where they were like previously and they kind of pulled in some stuff from Mandalorian and some stuff from Boba Fett, I think. Anyway, anyway <laughs> I just thought that was weird. And yes, I agree. They this, they they throw you deep right into the lore right at the start of the episode. Right. Um, yeah, they and, do. Uh, I mean, we haven't gotten to it yet, but at one point they do basically say like, hey, what about those other people from last season? They're like, oh, you won't be seeing them no more. <laughs> like. Oh yeah, they go Moff Gideon. Oh, he's on trial. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, it's like wasn't he like supposed to be Cara Dune? Yeah, yeah, she um special forces or something. Don't 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 ask. Yeah. So um, but um, yes, but so Mando gets a new goal. He has to bathe in the waters of on Lake Mandalore to right. redeem himself so that he can continue to hang out with these uptight moralists. I wish he would just go rogue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be like, well, I guess I'm I'm exiled then, and then be kind of like this. this just go. Yeah, wandering, wandering guy who has his hang own personal with, creed. With, um, Starbuck, you know, he could hang out with Starbuck and, and just be like, okay, so we just get to take our helmets off whenever we want and just <laughs> still be Mandalorians and like do our thing. Let, let's do that. Oh, it's so cold. How do you guys yeah. put up with this? Do you guys have a barber? <laughs> Your hair looks great. <laughs> um. So, so uh, Mando and Baby Yoda getting in their uh, new Naboo starfighter. Yeah, they take saw. off. We get a nice... also saw him get in the book of Boba Fett, another yes. unexplained, right. uh, <clears throat> unexplained thing. Um, we get a nice um, smelting furnace to hyperspace iris wipe. Mm-hmm. Was the you know after the Mandalorian, you know the the armorer, you know the titular Mandalorian is talking to the armorer and and was like, hey, so what if we bathe in the waters and I set all that up, then I'm good. And she's like, mm, all right, this is the way. And then like go from the furnace, the blue flames of the furnace into the of hyperspace. And I like that. That was pretty cool. Good transition. And then, um, I and was going, uh, hmm? go, go, go ahead. Well, let's talk about hyperspace for a second. Go ahead. Talk about hyperspace. Okay. 
um, hyperspace whales, pergils, mm-hmm. or uh, apparently the plural of pergil is pergil. So <clears throat> I loved these when I first saw them and then swiftly hated them. In this episode or in in this uh, episode, Rebels I loved seeing Wars them at first because I just thought, oh, that's so cool, like space whales. I just thought this right. was some little kind of detail they put in it. No, of course, it has to do with Ezra Miller and the whole, not Ezra Miller, Ezra, Ezra <laughs> Pound, Ezra, one of those Ezra's. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and the whole, you know, th- Grand Admiral Thrawn. And then I was like, ugh, now I, I totally re- diminished my enthusiasm for the space whales. Um. I didn't, I was hoping that they were just kind of like him, like making shapes in the clouds, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then I looked them up and I was like, oh no, these are a thing. <clears throat> I don't like them. I don't like giant space whales living in hyperspace because it makes hyperspace seem like, I don't know. Like the, I, I can't wrap my head around the physics of that. That's and what I love right. about it is that it's it such a yeah, weird thing. That, and that they are traveling theoretically at the speed of light. Or are they just like, you or know, however, yeah, millions of miles long and they're just like, so when you're traveling along, this is just the part that you see. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I liked about it. Weird, unexplained. And then of right. course I turned out it was explained all along in right. exhausting detail. Um, although in, in, looking up the Wikipedia page, like they only appeared basically one other time and then they're just talked about a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like, it's not that exhaustive and not that um exhausting it's it's just like all right it, it's a kind of a cool thing i think they did a whole episode on them maybe but um i i can uh as long as it stays just as part of that thing if it's just something neat like a little little fan service in hyperspace to to throw out to the to the fans i'm cool with it whatever right you know neat little visual just to be like boop like i hope it doesn't come back to be part of the story arc right but there's several other elements in this story which make me think that it's not a just a passing thing but mm. anyway um, um pergil i have a question for you i wrote sure. this all down before so you see this is the first we're seeing them flying around you have baby yoda's in the little baby yoda bubble in the back mm. of the baby bubble and um at first i didn't think there was going to be any way for it's weird that baby yoda can duck down and then pop up like a muppet inside the, the main compartment I, I yeah i was interested in that <clears throat> um because first I was like, oh, Baby Yoda can't get into any mischief in that bubble back there. Right. And that's half of the show is Baby Yoda wrecking stuff in the ship and, and out of playfulness. Um, and it made me wonder, suppose you could buy a car which had a soundproof bubble in the back seat, and that whenever your kids would always have to travel <laughs> in a soundproof bubble in the back seat, would you take that car? Um. <clears throat> No, I think the, the like a limousine option where there's like a like a thing that you can roll up oh, I see. to isolate uh-huh. them would be would be nice sometimes, but most of the time. Uh, but then you can do it I... without letting them know. Like, Ugh, you guys are really annoying me. I'm going to put the sound bubble up. If it's always up, you're like, oh, kids, I would love to talk to you, but the bubble. <laughs> um, I'm going to say no. I, I rely on talking to my kids for okay. a lot of driving time, just to, so it's not so. Uh, so so that'll that'll lead to. Uh, See, um, please, please see our our weekend edition episode tomorrow for for more okay. stories of talking to children in the car <laughs> as you're driving. It's good, good segue, good tie in there. Yeah, <clears throat> and so luckily, Baby Yoda did. Did Amy Sedaris build that little? He got the ship from Amy Sedaris, right, or part of it from Amy Sedaris? Um, frame, yeah, of it? yeah. They they rebuilt it. I don't know if he got all the 
parts from her. I can't remember what the deal was, but they okay. basically got it and and they helped restore it. Okay. Including, I like the idea that instead of a uh, an R two unit going up in the in the thing, like the Baby Yoda pod can go up in there. Oh, that's so smart. Though. You know what I mean? So like, like it's already got like a can turn into. Right. So like the, the pod can go up where the. Where the R2 would go in and then it would get get sucked up and then he's got like a little kind of container there. So, yeah. But or better yet, just have the bubble like be able to attach from the top. You know what I mean? Right. Just pop off and fly. Yeah. From there. Yeah. It's a pop off. You're going to get pop. Um, Yeah. Um, The. So they arrive. Brief uh, cargo. Yes. They arrive on. What's the name of the planet? Navarro. Navarro. Right. Which looks great. I mean, how long has it been since we were here? Six months? Uh, there was some notes about timeline. I think they asked Favreau or somebody, they're like, how long has it been? Yeah. <clears throat> and they've, they've done some work, definitely. Yeah, that seems really quick. So when is the last time we saw him in the middle of season two, right? Yes. Yes, I forget what the circumstances were, but wasn't that when they when they went to do that when they cleared out the Imperials, right? And they they did the whole thing with the Imperial troop transport and all that. Wasn't that in the middle of season two? That was season one, I think. Oh, really? That was a good episode. Anyway, I think that was season two because I think they came back to Navarro, and they were like, "Well, it's, things are better, but the Imperials are here because of their base over there." And then Mando cleared out the Imperials. Right. And then that led, oh, maybe not. Maybe that was season one. I don't know. Again, think we researched we should have done before doing our show, maybe. I don't know. But um, the. They arrive on yes. Navarro. I like the saga of, of, I like Navarro being gradually seeing it kind of change over time. Yeah. Because it's not something, you know, it's like, um, other than a, a couple of spots that we stop in in, in the. Um, sequel era movies or kind of comparing and contrasting things from the prequels into the, you know, retroactively the prequels going into the original trilogy. We don't get to see a lot of like same place over time in these movies. And so it's it's cool to see that they keep going back to Navarro and see how much it changes between, you know, at first it's like a, a, you know, rundown kind of, you know, scum and villainy kind of place. And then they're like, Making some upgrades, still a little bit shady, but they're definitely you know, they're out of school now and all kinds of other stuff. And now it's like bright and clean, and now they're building a hotel. And yeah, it's it's now there's a dank ferric froyo. <clears throat> yeah, I guess the only we've seen a handful of planets more than once. One of them being Tatooine, of course, which we've seen the most, and well, yeah. never changes. Or well, it does change depending on where you are, I guess. But the, yeah, but the like individual locations don't seem to change very much. Right. Right. Like the Lars farm is still there and unoccupied yeah. at the end of the uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. We see a couple of cool things while we're walking down the streets. Yeah, I mean, uh, did this... <clears throat> I'm not going to say cure you of, but remember one of your complaints from, from Andor was like, oh, we don't see enough Star Wars things. And then they land here and it's just like, here's all your Star Wars things. Yeah, we got totally. an yeah. Admiral Akbar, and we got a, you know, Salacious Crumb in, in the trees. And we got, you know, it's, it's like everything is something familiar pretty much. Or like 99% of it is something familiar from something else. Well, I guess why I didn't mind it is that it doesn't necessarily... 
it's not contingent on no you can see those monkey lizards in the tree and not be like oh look it's salacious crumb it's still just a weird exotic thing as opposed right. to like just holding something up to the screen and, and being like huh? right remember this yeah <laughs> so um yeah because and i maybe just because it's a, applying appealing to my nostalgia oh, i don't know but the other things are applying to my nostalgia too so it, i don't yeah. think that's necessarily part of it but um yeah it's just a matter of taste i guess yeah we get a lot of star wars iconography and images we got protocol droid we have yeah we don't even i don't think gonk droids even deserve mention anymore because it seems like every time everywhere. there's a crowd scene a gonk you have to assume a gonk droid is in there so right it's like on on Wheel of Fortune where they just give you the R S D N L E, you know. Right. Those, those oh, five I thought you were going to say the ceramic Dalmatian, but <clears throat> yes, that's what I was going to. Yeah, I saw them open for. Um... Uh, yes, Galaxy's Edge. That's what this feels like to me. It what I imagine, really does. It's what I imagine they want Galaxy's Edge to feel like. Well, that in the back of my head, I was like, wait a minute, does Navarro become Batu? Like. Hmm as we're going through things like does that i don't know what the timeline is like of batu but yeah or you know black spire outpost i'm sure it's completely different and all the again all the people who are up with the current kind of mythology of things are just like no yeah. you idiot but like does this from here we are in nine aby in the next you know 20 years <clears throat> does it become black spire outpost you know does it become that no yeah. probably not but cool yeah um yeah we do i I, i'll i'll second that this is not a a, a comment or criticism on uh the mandalorian but i will add they do need to throw more classic star wars aliens just walking around um in in galaxy's edge you got a couple of like named characters you got you know stormtroopers but you should just totally have some just get some greedos and some nictos and stuff just walking around yeah um Speaking of uh, which, we get a statue of IG. Well, a statue slash, mm. what is that called? Where they're actually using parts of his body in his own memorial. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird. Um, th- this whole. Do I just cover all the IG Eleven stuff while we're here, so that yeah, all that one shot. <laughs> I I understand what they're. I understand the the urge behind this yeah. wrinkle. I understand, like, oh, let's let's get some of that, you know season one magic where we'll get IG-11 with them too. It'd be cool to have Boba Fett and IG-11, you know, it will, sorry, Boba Fett and IG-88, AKA the titular <laughs> Mandalorian and IG-11. Yeah. Um, taking, you know, have them be a team cause they're going to go do this thing. And, and it's a reliable, the amount of effort that it goes through to be like, no, I want this droid. Cause he's the only one I can trust. And then as soon as they turn him on, he just shoots everyone. And they're like, all right, all right, all right turn him off. Let's see if we can fix that. Where it's just like, well, if you could fix that, can't you just like, it seems like there are other options here. It does. It's, it's very peculiar. His, his fierce attachment to this droid he knew for a couple of hours. Right. And, and yeah, like I said, I do, you know, I get what they were going for creatively, but I feel like they didn't, they could have arrived there differently. You know, like, Hey, like I want, ig11 so like you know let's you know temporarily exhume him from the statue take out that chip or whatever and like you know transfer his consciousness to a new droid body or something like that you know what i mean like different ways to do it rather than just kind of like oh yeah let's 
completely take apart that statue, reboot it. Like, yeah, there's no, we, we, we couldn't, you know, he blew up. He was pieces were all over the place. We couldn't repair him. And he's like, oh, really? I want to repair him. Okay. And then they get him in like <laughs> 10 minutes and then they, you know, bring him back to life. And then you start shooting up the place. And they're like, all right, well, no, yeah, but that was, you know, unexpected. Like, like, but you sure there's no way to repair him? Like, no, unless we talk to these people and they just go to those people who instantly hear. Like, all right, well, we can repair him if we get this one piece. That you Why did they go. do all this 10 years ago when it happened? Yeah, it. it but he was like killed, I, said, I mean. It, it, it's, I'm not going to get hung up on it. You know, it's like a, like a and how does, Star Trek how, kind of storytelling where it's just like, yeah, yeah, if you don't get hung up on it, I understand what they're going for. And yeah. if uh, maybe they're dwelling on the, they're dwelling on it too much for it to be forgettable. Maybe that's the problem. If they would have just had him be like, oh, he's the only droid that I need, that the only droid I can trust. So I wanted to come back and get him. And then they went boop, boop, boop. And by the end of the episode, they were back together. I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. But to, to make it a plot point, like you really, it's got a lot of holes to be a plot point. I hope every I hope every episode of the season they devote ten minutes of them showing Babu Fricks trying to fix IG Eleven, and then the last episode they finally fix him. Right. So, and they're, they're just like not ready yet, like <laughs> not thick enough, like that. They keep popping their head into the little door every time. Yeah. Every time he accomplishes something else on his on his quest, he pops his head into the, the little door, yeah. and they're like, "I'm not droid, not ready," or whatever the Babu Fricks sound like. I don't know and why. Does... In my mind, they sound like a pizza. Pizza how, parlor. You can make traditional that joke. pizza parlor guy. I, I, I can't can, make yeah. that joke. <laughs> um, I um, also I don't understand why uh, Boba Fett, who hates droids, is like I can I know how to fix them. <laughs> you know, I'll right. jiggle around my hands around in there well, for he, a while. That'll... He's good with technology. I guess so, but and he anyway. does. You know, the fact that he hates droids, it does make it make a little more more sense. He doesn't like droids, but. Yeah. This one that's been, he, he, there is one he can trust. So he doesn't want to get another droid. And he would, if he's going to go explore a place that could be hazardous to people, great, you need a droid. I get those, I get these parts, but again, they don't do a good enough job, I think, of connective tissue there. I get what they were trying to do. I get, I just feel like it's just, like, just, let's just get there because if we spend too much time looking at it, we're going to find all the, all the, all the flaws here. Yeah, you're right. I feel like they, um, if he'd spent less time on it, we would have been bothered less. On yeah, it. I did like and, when Bo. I did like when uh, he comes to life and is just a Terminator style robot. Yeah, specifically just trying to kill Baby Yoda. I thought that was a really good. Um, yeah, and it, it, he genuinely seemed scary at that point. I'm guessing it was a combination of practical effects and and like you know like mm. a puppet where they just kind of took the rods out that they used to move it around or whatever. Right. But, um, changing gears for a second. Sure. Uh, the titular Mandalorian asks Baby Yoda if he remembers his friend. He looks, mm. points up at the statue slash dismembered right. corpse of IG-11 and says, do you remember your friend? Do you think Baby Yoda, I mean, he's probably, he physically looks to be the equivalent of like, what, a one-year-old? Mm. One and a two, one, between one and two years old, probably. Right. He can, he can walk slowly around and, um, do you think he, does he remember things? Because, you know, like a two-year-old doesn't right. really, doesn't really, Although, most of us can't remember things from that happened when we were that young. And so, but I don't know if baby Yoda, because he's not, he's 50 years old or whatever. Right. Or we don't know how Yoda brains work. So anyway, just Yoda thought about brains. that. <clears throat> no, no, Yoda what, brains. What, what, um, Yoda gets to be what? Eight, eight, nine hundred by the 900, time he dies? Nine hundred, I think. So let's say like, let's say it's like a 10 to one. So like, let's say he's like, 
he's around almost five baby okay. Yoda. Yeah. I guess the um, fact that he's pre-verbal also makes it hard to judge. Well, that, I mean, didn't he tell uh, Ahsoka his name or was that, that was using the force or something? I think that was the force. All right. <clears throat> I don't think they got Elizabeth Taylor to do the. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they should get Howie Mandel to do the voice of baby Yoda. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, the um or who's that guy? Well, I don't know, it's, it's a whole different thing. Let, let's um. Also, it's it seems troubling to have a statue of an assassin droid in your town square. But if the assassin droid then changed his ways and became a hero, then you that's the kind of thing you want to promote, right? But this is like the Darth Vader thing, kind of again. Like, right? If if Hitler at the last minute was like, you know what, I made a terrible mistake. I I shouldn't have done this. We wouldn't be like, all right, let's put up a statue of Hitler in the town square. Like, like he still did enough bad things. Where even doing one bad good thing at the end doesn't. I mean, how would you feel if your family was killed by IG-11? And, and someone knowing this wouldn't know the story. About, they would just see, oh, my God, there's the assassin droid that killed my, that wiped out my family. Right. Anyway, I guess nowadays in our trouble, an age where they're taking out statues of regular people because they had racist pasts, having a droid that was known to kill people seems like a, uh, a, uh, a yeah, not necessarily a good thing. Well, then you, you know. read the plaque, you know, and you see, oh, all right, okay. well, he helped liberate this <clears throat> town from oppression. Yeah. And, you know, then it becomes so you're saying I don't we know, but yeah. should have statues of Confederates. That's what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they had a change of heart and then did something, hero- died in a heroic fashion hmm. to change the thing, yeah. maybe? No. I don't know. Yeah. No, probably not. Did IG-11 ever, I don't know, let's, let's... <clears throat> I think Hi. we should replace all of our Confederate statues with statues of Star Wars characters in this country. I think that would be great. Even if they're bad guys, it'd be better. I'll go along with it. Yeah? Okay. There was a, uh, somewhere there was a statue of Captain America. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Brooklyn. It oh, moved Brooklyn. around. It was out in front yeah. of Barclays Center for Nets games from time to time. And it was awesome. <laughs> and I so that was like That was like, it seemed like a trap for Radke. Like... <laughs> He's got a Captain America statue and the Brooklyn Nets, and and then like he goes in close, and then a, a you know Big an net actual <laughs> net comes up and he gets trapped by Ewoks or something. The name of the team was the Nets. How did yeah. he not How see this it? coming? Oh, all too easy. Um, grief Karga, Grief Karga, straight Grief Karga. Boy, did I appreciate his little uh, um, cape carrying robots. His train, his robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Great detail. What a what a weird little touch of like here's how here's how opulent I've become. How have we not seen this before? I, I don't know. Like, how was you, Queen Amidala not have a right? train of robots following a trail of robots following her? Right? Krennic, I don't know if Krennic seems like the type. He's you know very clean, kind of neat outfit, but yeah, he also seems like know. he's in a hurry a lot, and and those droids might not be in the necessary. Karga or Krennic? Karga. No, no, okay. Krennic. Krennic. Okay. Karga's Karga's relaxed. He's the high right. magistrate, but right. but uh, Krennic seemed like he was much more uptight and right. he was blind. Blind to the facts of who you are because you're watching that garbage. Um, not 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 garbage. This is I'm not saying this is garbage. I was quoting a song. Anyway, Radke. Um, yes, they go have a meeting in Grief Cargo's room. Mm-hmm. Another office. cute moment of Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda using the Force to spin an office chair around, which uh-huh. again that's very I very love- relatable. I loved the line where uh, uh, Apollo says something like, oh, you, well, you said you were going to finish your quest. And you're still hanging around with this critter. And he's yeah. like, his name is Grogu. And he's like, if you say so. 
Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that if I've ever introduced to a new parents with a baby or something like that. I'm like, oh, his name's Steve. Like, if you say so. <laughs> right, yeah. It's such a funny, dismissive thing to say to someone if you say so. Right. <laughs> anyway. Or like their pet. It's like, oh, and this is, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is Rex, but if you say so. <laughs> Uh, yes. So, uh, and we learn that there are pirates in the, oh, yeah. So the, the grief cargas make off making him an offer saying you should come live here with us among the clouds. And, right. uh, and he's like, I have to fulfill my quest to do my greed of my, I take my right. helmet off. It sounds so silly when you yeah. explain it to someone who's not in your cult. If I, I took my in the waters, off, so then by, to... by the creed, the decree of exile would be lifted and I would be redeemed. Like, all right, if you say so, <laughs> I have to go stay. I have to go stand in a pond because I took right. my helmet off one time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get a, a protocol. We get uh, Grief Karga's kind of uh, his. Th- this I like. The, one thing I like about the Grief Karga storyline is it kind mm. of is a um, ring theory echo of Lando's kind of story, where yeah. Lando went from being <clears throat> like a scoundrel type guy to being a, someone who has a cape and a sidekick who does all the you know like so mm-hmm. this this copper robot uh, protocol droid shows up with a face unlike any i've ever seen before so really good you know we've we tease them a lot because i we said they don't haven't come up with a lot of cool aliens or droids or whatever but there you go good protocol droid right there yeah yeah slightly like at first i thought it was going to be like a death star droid kind of thing but it's not it's a different different style face Mm -hmm. a new kind of uh more of like a copper finish which is nice we don't see that a lot yeah and we get the return of the teacher droid too, which I liked. I liked her from last season when when Grogu went to school. All right, um, and and she pops up again, which was nice. Uh, two other things we saw pop up earlier was a, another cooking droid. Yeah, our old favorite, the COO mm-hmm. cook droid. Yeah, um, and also we saw a white a white protocol droid walking around the streets and apparently giving people tourist advice. Like check out the hot springs and go see the the palace of the king and all the and all these uh, things. Yeah, it was it, it, a couple of times they did an interesting job, kind of merging exposition, making exposition diegetic. Yes, which it, you know it's like they they showed up and they got the tourist information on the on the on the AM channel that they tuned to or whatever, and it turns out it was coming from the that kind of K series protocol droid or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, which is interesting. And then you have the perfect excuse to, to do stuff like that with Grogu, with Baby Yoda. Like as he's flying around, he's trying to teach, you know, he's trying to teach Grogu about the world, the universe. Mm-hmm. And so he's yeah. like, oh, this planet is this. So you can you can tell us at the same time that you're telling this toddler and it works out perfectly. Yeah, it's a good it's a good built in. Um, yeah. Gimmick. Uh, I was thinking it'd be cool since this thing is apparently a kind of a <coughs> commercial droid telling people about, I guess it's like when you go to like um, Las Vegas <clears throat> and in every hotel, in the lobby of every hotel, they have a uh, timeshare um, desk. Okay. Where basically they're selling timeshares and they have people standing in front of the desks and they ask, as people are passing by, they ask you innocuous questions like, hi, how long are you in town? Or, oh, are you having fun? And then when you stop to talk to them, they 
try to wheel it around right. to selling you a timeshare. So you think this droid is selling a timeshare? That's what I mean. I would never stop to talk to the droid because I would assume right. that they were trying to sell me something. But I think eventually we're going to see a droid that is covered in like brand uh, branding because hmm. that's totally what they should have. They should have like right. see the Grand Canyon or yeah. stuff or painted like on the droid. Like that thing in the hotel lobby where it's just like a bunch of different <laughs> yes, exactly. pamphlets of all the local attractions. So the yeah. pamphlet droid. Or it would be like a, like a um, one of those um, treadwell droids with all the arms. Mm. And each and one is holding a pamphlet. Each one is holding different pam- they have different yeah. pamphlets for a... I like thing, it. So. Yeah. Protocol droid shows up. There's pirates in the courtyard. Right. Says the droid. There be pirates in the courtyard. And uh, they go down to the courtyard and uh, we're introduced to some cockney... Um, I feel like yeah, we just like- did these guys. Didn't we just do these guys at Boba Fett? These... Clatu Baratas and Nick Two, kind of. Thugs. There was like a biker gang <clears throat> who are different than pirates, right? Okay. It is getting weird that they're getting typecast as like these these alien races are always going to be trouble. <clears throat> yeah, they're like orcs. I'm a little concerned or... about that. Right. All right. We need to we need a Nikto defense fund to to make sure that they don't get stereotyped. We need some good Niktos out there. Representation for Niktos in in positive <laughs> not all, roles. Not all <clears throat> Niktos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not all Niktos. Although that being said, I do like this guy. I, what's his name? Cole or something like that? <clears throat> That's more like, I don't know. Um, and where is the, let's see. Blar, blar, blar. Blurg. Aaron's proposal. Now, uh, we, we totally glossed over the, in, the inscription thing that he obtained from a Jawa. Oh, yeah, but that's okay. Vane. There you go. Vane. Vane is the the kind of leader of this pirate group, like the only He's, survivor, right? Don't they all get? Doesn't they'll they gun them all down except for the except for him? Pretty much, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think. But I, supposed, I, I, I think like he. Go ahead. No, I, I like the way that Vane is done. Like I like his look uh-huh. because, like the classic Nikto mask is very kind of static, doesn't offer a lot of movement. And I don't know yeah. if they did a combination of CG and practical, or if this is you know like Neil Scanlon magic or whatever, but. I like it's very expressive, but still obviously a Nikto. Mm-hmm. And so I like I like Vane um in this. And I like having that kind of like <clears throat> lieutenant character for him to work off of, basically. That that second yeah. in command of the pirate gang. Um I hope I hope he's a constant. Yeah. Kind of throughout this. Yeah, like the, yeah, it starts off with that kind of like classic Western. I love that Grief Karga is still enough of an old school guy where he's like, sure, I'll get into a gunfight right in the right. right. Sure, the, in the front mayor of the school, the, all the, the children the are t- watching. <laughs> he's still like, well, you know what? If someone comes up on you, you gotta you gotta represent. You can't just back down. You gotta. Uh... So he's still willing to get into a gunfight in the middle of the uh, street. And I feel like Nick. I feel like the Nick Bain was supposed to shoot first, but they they it didn't quite look right and they ran out of money yeah. so they didn't have time to shoot it and everything so hopefully they'll be able to correct that in the, yeah we'll uh, get a, a special edition of uh, yeah <clears throat> special lasers bouncing off walls and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but yeah it is a little i mean you know he's standing up to make a point that like, this isn't the place that you used to yeah like really yeah it would have probably been less harmful if they had had a drink in the school versus killing a bunch of people right in front of the school yeah um, I love the idea that he's like, I want a drink, and they're like, this is a school now. He's like, I don't care. And yeah. they go in, and he's like drinking like a chocolate milk out of one of those little right, yeah, cartons. <laughs> it's pizza day. Uh, I also, do, yeah. 
it w- would have been the appropriate time for the protocol droid to be basically like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's kind of, you know, it's like, I want a drink. Like, <clears throat> um, but um, yeah, so there, there, you get the little conflict there in that, you know, you see Grief Cargo is, is you know, genuinely tr- striving to do the right thing and, and uh, in assisting him, the Mandalorian rubs some pirates the wrong way. And then when he was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take off and go try to um let's see what we can do with that i'm gonna go find the part for the droid so i can bathe in the waters and and uh you know i'll be back in a bit and he takes off and the pirates of course are just like what you think you're just gonna like leave Mm -hmm. and we get a little space battle with the pirates i get that they wanted to throw a space battle in there so it's fine it makes sense that they would just be waiting for him outside yeah um i want to know how do you feel about dorian shard the pirate king um i think he is ridiculous and so i love him <laughs> yeah i, I it, i'm really on the fence about which way i love that they always refer to him as gorian shard the pirate king uh-huh um i think i wrote dorian shard in my notes but it's gorian shard apparently gorian um gorian drake <laughs> yeah he looks like swamp he looks like a Dre. he looks like a halloween store swamp thing yes um, or like pizza, like pizza, the hut cross the swamp thing is what he looks like to me. <laughs> and um, I'm guessing he's going to be like a bad guy for the rest of the season. They make a lot of point of, of mentioning him by name several times. And, and, uh, so I feel like he's going to show, he's going to return. The pirate King will return in the picture of Gorian Dre. <laughs> um, I saw online people kind of comparing him to the, uh, the guy with the tentacles from the um, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. Or um, old Greg from, from the Mighty Boosh. <laughs> I did see someone else say, say that. Or, uh, yeah, and, and and definitely Swamp Thing. Definitely like like TV. Swamp Thing, the TV sheer, series, not the yes. movie. Yes. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on the fence about like, it is ridiculous. Is it too ridiculous? And because it's so ridiculous, my first thought was like, oh, this is obviously some EU character that they've brought back into. <laughs> people are just like, fine, this is somebody who's, you know, Glepshito that they're like, yes, they finally put Dorian Shard, uh, Gorian Shard on the on the big screen. And <coughs> turns out it's not. Turns out they just made him up for this. So, And it's a very Star Trek-y looking ship. Like, not ship, the, the bridge he's on is a very right. Star Trek-y looking, like he's sitting in a chair in the middle of a room surrounded by, you know, uh, other people doing stuff. So at least that's yeah. how I remember it. Um, yeah. So you think we'll see him so, again? You think he will return? Yeah, I think he's going to be a constant kind of, <clears throat> or at least recurring danger factor. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that it'll be, you know, again, I, I hope it'll be more um, vain. Or what did I say his name was? More the Nikto kind of being on the forefront and finding yeah. him and less actual interaction with, with the Gorian Shard. But so uh, Gorian Shard is like the Emperor. Vane is like Darth Vader. He's the more right. guy yeah. on the ground. We'll see more of him hopefully as we go along. But we'll see. Uh, um, so before we leave for the space pirate thing. Sure. Uh, one last thing about Navarro. Two last things about Navarro. Okay. One uh, last thing about Navarro. The way they stop IG-88 is by dropping a statue of Grief Karga on him. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, I'm surprised that, that IG-88 is that fragile that even a stone statue would crush him. Like, it seems like he should be like a, like a tank level strength, right? Because he's like a... Yeah. But anyway. And it may, but, it's a solid brass bust or something maybe, but yeah. also like still... Yeah. <clears throat> and he's uh, not at his best. 
Yeah, that's true. So uh, not a big deal. Also, the the I couldn't believe they had him say that's using your head. Yeah, <laughs> that seems so like un. I don't know. I I um, again. I, that, that, I bet that line it. was written by the same person who wrote uh, uh, by the creed by the by then by creed the decree of exile would be lifted and I would be redeemed. <laughs> Whoever wrote that, like it's, it's AI. I think is writing these at this point. <laughs> I kind of like the using your head thing almost just because I can't believe that they like that's not even low hanging fruit. That's like fruit that's on the ground and already decomposing. It's well trod fruit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is fruit someone else has picked, eaten and pooped out and now they're picking it up. So, uh, yeah, but again, don't necessarily hate it, though. I do. Okay, (laughs) but fair enough. Uh, Yes. Now they leave the planet and they go to meet up with Starbuck. Yeah. Oh, we, we totally skipped over the whole. Sorry, I, I jumped ahead to the pirates, but I forgot. We we totally skipped over the whole uh, um, little oh, door yeah. with the Babu Fricks in it. That's right. The ba- that was the other one of the two things. As right. I mentioned is the Babu wrote, Frick. Um, cute Muppet session. Well, weirdly, it, this is the same complaint I had about the Boba Fett's, namely that the more Babu Fricks you add, the less yeah. f- cool it is. Because yeah. Yeah. Again, not really and, complaining too much. And but, again, uh, you know, I, I see what they were going. It did totally remind me of Fraggle Rock or something where it's like yeah. you had like the doozers doing their thing. Over yeah, they're the like Pepe meets the doozers. Pepe from the Muppets yeah. meets the doozers. Right. And um, I did. Think I, did I like the I like the gag. Which with, one? You know, Babu Frick. Well, it, it, I don't think it is actually Babu Frick, but the one, you know, kind of right. lead uh, little guy kept Babu saying Brick. like what? You know, in understandable kind of but broken basic yeah. saying like I can't fix it. You know, like oh no, can't fix the droid. And like then you know, uh, um, grief cargo <laughs> leaning his head in and being like yeah. he says he can't fix the droid. And I'm like yes, I got it. Like I like yeah. <laughs> that. That's not a new joke, but I like it. I like the little triangle kind of created there. Yeah, and I, the I fact do- that the grief cargo is outside looking in, and and somehow the Mandalorian managed to squeeze his way in. I like that. It seems, uh, I do like it. It seems wildly impractical that the droid repair place would be that small. I'm sure they have like a garage door or something, right? They have like, that they can put, at least fit droids in. (laughs) But I do like that they, because that's something that would be an issue in Star Wars world is just the scale. Like, yeah, is is these Babu Frick creatures would be crushed all the time, you know, inadvertently by, Mm -hmm. by people. But, uh, and that's. Well, somebody immediately I saw um, somebody saying like, please add these little doors to Galaxy's Edge while we're at it. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. And uh, as much as I am a hardened cynic, I did think the bad baby part was pretty funny. Yes. When when Babu when Baby Yoda was kept trying to hug them and then right. said bad baby. It's funny that he refers to him as a bad baby because to him, Baby Yoda would be gigantic. How would he even know he was a baby? Um, I think maybe he was. Um, he was referring to uh, Bad Baby, the um, American, the the hip hop star slash whatever, or the, oh, the Cash Me Outside girl. Got it. Because someone was saying, oh, what music should we put on? And he said, Bad Baby. Right. That's when that's when so. he leaned in and said, he's asking you, what music do you want to listen to? And if you want right. to listen to Bad Baby. Right. So, so. so. <clears throat> so. that was supposed to be there. They were indicating what the sync would be what the what the needle drop would be for that scene they were going to play a bad baby song but they couldn't get the clearances at the last minute so they just mm, bad robot instead well there you go now um, so yes then we fly off into space and we go and see starbuck yeah space battle right 
nice little space battle. Talk. Doesn't go on too long. Not too not too exciting, but doesn't go on too long. It's a little yeah. like, you know, uh, a little bit of fun. I'm now <clears throat> going to complain again. Oh, okay. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't well. I don't like the whole the whole Mandalore storyline. That's established. The whole I'm hi- I'm afraid of it. But so far, we're not we're not we're not doing too much. I was worried it was right. going to be a lot more of it. Yeah. So far, it's not as deep into it as I thought. But go ahead. So here's my complaint about it. Yes. Uh, according to the in- intra Wikipedia sources, uh, mm-hmm. Starbucks should be 67 years old by this time. She was okay. like an adult during the Clone Wars, which were 30 years ago by the time this episode aired, and okay. she's chastising the. Um, uh, the titular Mandalorian. Where were you when Mandalore was being attacked? Uh, dude, I was a 10-year-old live being raised by cult members. You think it's yeah. my fault that I didn't come to Mandalore's rescue at the time? That's and it it seems to me like it's kind of like this is Dave Filoni being like, Well, I want to keep building on my DD characters, so I'm gonna put them in here, even if age-wise it's completely inappropriate. And I saw right. people saying, Oh, well, I'm sure they're gonna come up with some Nick Fury type explanation where she had access to some fountain of youth. On Mandalore, mm-hmm. which explain, but right there is a problem where you're having to come up with fantastical explanations for why you're having these characters Although, show up. And I'm assuming she's going to be in Ahsoka and all these other shows that I'm surprised we're not going to see her in any of the sequel, you know, shows. She's like, yes, I'm, I'm 40 now, and it's. <laughs> I, I mean, anyway. they age differently. But you know, we have 900 year old Yoda. Just because she looks human doesn't mean that she ages the same. So it could just, you know, maybe she has a 200 year lifespan. So it's like, you know, she ages half as fast. Okay. But, um, yes, I do. I I certainly am leery of bo- both the weight of the Mandalore saga, yeah, kind of crushing the fun out of out of the Mandalorian, and also, as we've said before, Dave Filoni being like, I, I want to throw in my D and D character. So, um, that being said, I did like this. I was worried that both of those were going to come into play here, but I did ended up. Liking the scene, you know, even though it's like, again, this could just, this could have just been covered in an opening crawl. Yeah. Um, but I like the visual of him just showing up to the castle, and it's just, I mean, the, the 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 like picture what was happening before then, you know what I mean? Of just it's just Starbuck like lying down in the throne by yourself for for what days, hours, years. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, she's gonna and, stay there until he shows up. Right. I, I like that. You know, like ten minutes after he leaves, like then, like you know. Three, like uh, Sasha, sorry, Mercedes Monet and and uh, the other guy show up with like lunch. They're like, "Oh, we're back!" Like, uh, did we miss anything? <laughs> um, and um, they they you know totally. Um, I like the visual of it, and I like you know seeing that kind of concept painting storyboard as they do during the closing credits. Yeah. I like that seeing like, oh, obviously they got they had this image and they totally just wanted to create that and that yeah. Um, See, I was going to like, go the other direction where she's like, they're her protocol droids like, uh, Madam, there's a ship approaching. And then she's like, oh, oh, it's it's the, the Mandalorian. Oh, should I sit like this? Oh, what if I put one leg up? Is it too right. casual? Do I need to, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to look bored or lazy, but I want to look like, but maybe, hmm, yeah, disaffected. I don't know. <laughs> Getting out of her bathrobe and curlers and right, yeah. putting on all her face. Her, her Has anybody seat. seen my helmet? No, it doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> So yes, uh, lounging around all day. It's good to yeah. be the queen. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, but, she says, "I'm not going to help you. Good luck. 
Good luck and finding she Mandalore. Points out, she was like, "You're in a weird cult, and look, yeah, <laughs> like you, you're, like, you want to go stand in the water, so like they'll forgive you for putting your helmet back on. I, I don't wear my helmet, and I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she did not in so many words, but just basically says, you know, addresses the fact that like you have, a, you're in a weird cult, and I'm not going to help you for that. And yeah. he's like, "But what if we, what if we get Mandalore back to Norm? Everybody would be happy about that, right?" And so she's like, "All right, well, whatever. But I'm not going to help you." And then at the end, and um, that's pretty much it. And it, it left me a little bit cold in in the fact that I wanted more of it. None of it was entirely satisfying because there's an awful lot of setup. Yeah. Overall, this is my my feeling about the whole thing. Awful lot of setup that probably could have been condensed into, like I said, an opening crawl or like a like. A little, all of this could have been done a lot quicker and then get to the action more. And and mm -hmm. there was some action thrown in to kind of tide us over, but it wasn't satisfying or necessary action necessarily. But none of it was bad and that bad, you know, and, and took me out of it. It was just kind of yeah. like, all right, well, uh, like I, I felt like we were just almost starting to get somewhere when the episode ended. So I'm ex excited to see the next one i want to see where this is going I, I feel like all right now that we have a direction kind of for the yeah. season let's let's get going I, I want to see i'm not in a rush to get anywhere still I, I want to see where where this is going i'd like for some new stuff to happen yeah i mean i it's <clears throat> someone else pointed out that every season premiere so far except for this one has had some like reveal at the end where People get excited about it. And this one, like right. the first one, the big reveal was Baby Yoda. The second right. season, the big reveal was that Boba Fett was was tracking um, his armor. And this one didn't have anything. I don't really care about that. I feel like this episode will play better when you're watching, when you're binging them. Because right. this one's almost just kind of like, okay, let's remind everyone where everyone is and what their relationship is. And, you know, and then we now we can move on from this from this point. Yeah. So. And I, I saw, I think for the the press screening kind of a thing essentially they showed people the first two together because they they yeah. realized this wasn't okay <clears throat> it's only this is all set up minutes so, so yeah. let's go to yeah you know um so uh, in terms of that fingers crossed that this will you know again i i love spending an hour in star wars every week mm -hmm. it, it um asterisk at this point, live action Star Wars, nothing against any of the cartoons. It just doesn't do it for me <clears throat> right now. That could change at any point. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy what you enjoy, but I like having a live action Star Wars to, to delve into once a week. Yeah. <clears throat> and Agreed. so um, I'm happy that we're on an eight week um, voyage here. And I hope that I hope to be excited, excited and surprised by new things. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Well, all right. I guess that will wrap up the first episode of The Mandalorian Season 3. Apostate. Apostate. We Apostate. will be um, back next week uh, to review uh, Episode 2. And uh, those of you who are super Patreons, we'll be doing the Sunday show. Everyone else, we'll see you next week on the next Star Wars Minute. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs>